today, we're gonna, I'm just gonna take a moment here at the beginning of the Christmas Eve service, and we have some very special things we're gonna do uh, momentarily, uh, and uh, we'll have some more music here in just a moment. But this being Christmas, we recognize that so much of Christmas revolves around our gifts. How many of you already had a Christmas gathering where you've already opened up some gifts? Let me see. Okay, put your hands down. How many of you are gonna do that tonight? How many of you say, it's only happening on Christmas morning? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, respect the turkey, right? It's just, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's just some things that only can happen on Christmas morning. Uh, so we'll do that. But gifts say a whole lot. In fact, here, let me just tell you, I received a gift from somebody several years ago. Nobody that any of us would know. And... Uh, it was a wrong size. It was an article of clothing. It was wrong size. So I took it back to exchange it. And in honor of the person giving it to me, I went to exchange it to get another one just like it uh, so that I could wear that and, you know, show that I received the gift with uh, appreciation. Only they didn't have that size and didn't have anything I could exchange it for. So I just asked for the refund. And that's when I found out not only was it a sell item, a clearance item, it was marked down so many times, I got all of $5.63 back on that refund. And that's when I realized my relationship with this person had been reduced down to $5.63. Do you know how that feels? Come on, do you know how that feels? You know how that feels. Some of you know, you've had that same experience, something similar to that. Gifts have a way of showing us what people think about us, right? Sure they do. So they, they, they speak of the person you're giving the gift to, but they also speak of the person who's giving the gift. And I know every one of us, we have a way of evaluating gifts because there's different reasons why we give. And there is the gift for a gift gift, if you know what I mean. The gift for a gift gift, and that's the gift that you give because you know you're gonna get a gift in return. It can happen on the secret Santa thing or the white elephant. Uh, you, you give a gift and you know you're gonna get a gift in return. But here's where things go wrong. It's when you give a $25 value item gift and you go home with a $10 or less value item gift, you just feel cheated, right? It's like this game is, it's just not right. But if you give the $25 value item gift and you get the $25 value item gift back, then everything's right in the world. You can go on with Christmas. That's one type of gift. There's another gift, and this is the gift for a future favor gift. You know what I mean? That's the gift that uh, you give to your mailman or you give to your UPS driver or you give to your kid's teacher in hopes for future favor, <laughs> that they'll be kind when they have the opportunity. We all have given those kind of gifts, hoping for a future favor. And then, then there's the re-gift gift. Everybody hates re-gifts. You've received them. Those kind that the people forgot to take the tag off or forgot to take the card out of the inside of whatever it was when they received it from somebody else, the re-gift gift. It's, it's the biggest slap in the face of all the gifts. But here's my solution for you. If you get a re-gift from somebody this year, save it. Save it for next year. 
and give it back to them as a re-gift, re-gift, gift. See, it's like shooting a criminal with their own gun. Just turn it right around. Oh, some of you are just in too much of the giving spirit to do that, but you'll have a moment where you'll feel what I'm talking about. But then there's one other gift, and this is the gift because you need a gift. You simply, somebody recognizes a need in your life and they give you a gift because you need it. That's when you get the gift card from the container store because somebody thinks you need organization in your life. You, your wife gives you the Home Depot gift card because she's got a list of honeydews that you need to get to. You get a, a gift from Barnes & Noble because somebody thinks you need to do some more reading. Or you, you get a gift to the, a gym membership. You know what that's saying. We just won't say it out loud. Or you get that scope or uh, mouthwash. Yeah, yeah, those are gifts that tell you something you don't, wanna, you don't wanna hear. But the fact is every single gift is communicating a message. Every gift, it communicates a message. And it tells us about ourselves. It tells us about the person that we're giving something to. And the most famous gifts in all the world are the gifts given at the birth of Jesus. Technically didn't happen at the birth of Jesus, but a little later, but we recognize them as part of the nativity, part of the Christmas story. So I'd like to read from Matthew chapter two about these gifts. And then what do these gifts mean to us? And what do they mean for us today? What do they mean for us right here in December of 2022? What do they mean? The story of Jesus says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who has been born king of the Jews. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet is, has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen, when they had seen it, when it rose, uh, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now we don't know exactly how many wise men, how many magi there were there. We, we say three because the nativity scenes are real small and you can only fit so many in there. Now we say three because there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But traditionally, the Magi, these men who studied the stars were astrologers. They traveled in groups of maybe 50 to 100. So there could have been three or there could have been 150. We don't really know exactly. But we know that they studied the stars. They interpreted dreams. They were from Babylon. And how in the world did they know about this? They were 600 miles away. How did they know about this? Well, they found out from a man by the name of Daniel. 
Daniel was in charge over all of the wise men in Babylon, and Daniel told them of the prophecies of Jesus, told them about what the Messiah uh, would look like and what it would be like. In Numbers 24, 17, he says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Well, why a star? Because they were into stars and God was reaching them right where they were. He came to the shepherds on the, on the hillside, in the field, watching their sheep because that's where they were. That's what they were into. Came to Zechariah in the temple because he was a priest in the temple. God always has a way of coming right where we are. You know why I say that? I wanna just pause on that because God knows you. He knows everything about your life and he comes to talk to you and he comes to minister to you and he comes to make himself known to you right where you are. It's not that God is different. He's the same, but he has a way of applying himself to every single one of us in a unique and a different way. But what does gold, frankincense, and myrrh mean? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Just real quickly here. The gold means that they believed that Jesus was a king. It was tradition when you came in the courts of a king that you would come and you would bring gold. You would bring gifts of value, gifts of worth. And so these wise men were saying that they believed that Jesus was a king because they brought their gold. We do this too. Guys, you know, we don't give diamonds to other guys, right? That's just weird. We give diamonds to our girl, to our lady. Why? Because it speaks of uh, love and it speaks of commitment. So there's a right type of gift for a right type of person. And the wise men brought the gold because they were saying they recognized that this was a king. My question is, do you recognize that Jesus is the king? Do you recognize that he's the king? He's the king, not just of the whole universe. Is, the, is he the king of your life? Is he the king in your house? Is he the king of your family? Is he the king in your heart? The second gift they brought was the, goal, the gift of frankincense because they believed that he was God. Frankincense was an incense that was used uh, for offering sacrifices. The priest would use this, would handle this, would offer this up in the temple before, the, before God. So the wise men were communicating the message that they recognized that this child was God's divine son. So let me ask you a question. Do you recognize that this baby that we represent, this baby that we celebrate, this baby that we remember here on Christmas Eve, that he is the son of God, not just a prophet, not just a good teacher, not just a historical figure, but, but he is the son of God. Do you recognize that? Because the wise men did. That's why they brought the frankincense. They recognized that he was a king. That's why they brought the gold. But they also brought another gift. And this was the most unusual of all three gifts, the myrrh. The myrrh is because they believed that Jesus was going to die. Because myrrh was a burial spice. It was a spice that was used to be placed upon the corpse of a deceased person. It was used on Jesus' body in the tomb when he was placed in the tomb. These men knew something and they wanted their gift to speak a message. They wanted their gift to say something. These wise men wanted their gift to say, this is the king, he is God, and he will die for our sins. 
He will die for each and every one of us. So every time that we give a gift at Christmas, I want you to realize that when you give a gift at Christmas, we are imitating the wise men who gave gifts. Our gifts say something about us and they, they say something to the person that we are giving them to. And maybe this is our part in the Christmas story because God has given a gift to every single one of us. God has given a gift to you. God has given a gift to your family. God has given a gift to humanity. And it's the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. He gave that gift, his one and only son. We sang about it earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. John 3, 16 tells us this, the most popular verse in the Bible that anyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So my question for you tonight is have you received his gift? Because Christmas is about gifts. The gift of Jesus Christ. It's been offered to you and all you have to do is receive it. And that's why at Christmas time, especially here at Christmas Eve at Freedom Church, We've kind of taken the liberty to celebrate a little bit of gift giving. Because to us, it says, we're just imitating what God has done for us. He gave us a gift, a gift of his son, Jesus. And it's our job now to keep that gift going, to make sure that one more person hears about the gift, that one more person knows that there's a gift that's been given for them. One more person can hear the beautiful message that Jesus loves them, that he died for them. Our part is to make sure that that story keeps being told everywhere that we go. So we give gifts to make sure that that happens. And I just wanna tell you, some of our gifts this last year, and this isn't all of our giving, but some of our gifts that have gone into the next generation We've given specific gifts to make sure that the next generation hears this message. I'm burdened for our young people. I'm burdened for our children. I'm burdened for our young adults. I'm burdened that they are not caught up and swept away in the secularization of this world, but they recognize and remember that Jesus Christ is a king. He's their king. Jesus Christ is the son of God. 